Welcome to Main Menu for the week of November 30th through December 6, 2012. I'm your host, David Tanner, and very glad to have you here on Main Menu today. If you're a new listener to Main Menu, welcome. We are very happy to have you with us and hope you to continue to come back week after week and hear the program. We try to give you a variety of information from different technology fields. We talk about different assistive technologies and different operating systems on different computers. And we talk about note takers and accessible technologies such as iPhones and Android phones and all kinds of things in between. This week on Main Menu, we are going to be talking about a couple of different things. We're going to start out with executive producer of Main Menu, Chase Crispin, is going to be interviewing John Martin from DoItBlind.com, and they're going to be talking about a number of scripts that John has made for use with JAWS that allow you to get access to a variety of different pieces of software and make it much easier for you to use those different softwares. And they're going to talk about some of the new features that have come along in those various scripts over the time and some new developments that are coming in the near future for those scripts and then uh, david tanner myself will be coming along after chase and we're going to have our second review of windows 8 we're going to be looking at the windows charms and talking a little bit about them I'm going to show you a little bit about what all windows charms are and how to get around in the windows charms and what they do and why it's nice to have that and we're going to be doing that with Narrator, the screen reader built into Windows and Windows 8. And you're going to get a chance to get a sneak preview at what Narrator is like and the improvements that have been made in Narrator for Windows 8. Right now, let's get on into our features for this week. You have a great week and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Hello, Main Menu listeners. This is Chase Crispin, and I am speaking with John Martin, who is the author of a growing number of JAWS scripts for a number of different applications for the PC. And John, it's been a while since you've been here on Main Menu, and you've released a number of new scripts, which we will talk about today. But first of all, welcome back to Main Menu. Thank you very much. It's a great opportunity to be here talking with you. So one of the first scripts you talked about here on Main Menu were your scripts for the Rhapsody music service. Can you talk a little bit about how those have changed since you were here last, a couple of years ago? Yeah, sure. One of the, the first obvious things about uh, Rhapsody Blind is that I've added a language support for Spanish and French. So uh, people in uh, Canada and Mexico are able to use uh, the, the Rhapsody scripts and everything and be able to have it uh, translated for them and everything. A lot of the new noticeable things, uh, some drag and drop uh, methods have been improved and uh, better overall support and fixing a lot of bugs from users that have used the script uh, quite a bit. The Rapsi scripts have been going really strong for since December of 2010, so it's, uh, it's, they're, they're going really good, and I get a lot of good feedback on them, and uh, they've been really solid, and um, Rapsi's been maintained pretty well 
Uh, so the, the overall program hasn't changed very much, but the scripts have in giving you more capabilities uh, with drag and drop and more reliability doing that and uh, gives you better uh, interaction within the uh, web interface when you go to search for music. It's, uh, it's a lot more friendly. The guides have been updated and the uh, hotkeys have all been updated. So it, it still gives you access to all the playlists and your music library and uh, everything in the mixer and the ability to burn music as well in the program. So it's, it's come quite a long way, and we've worked out a lot of bugs, especially with the radio stations. And um, the radio stations were an important thing to be able to access when it comes to listening to custom music that is, you know, towards your preferences and everything. So that's that's come along very well. Um, I have I have plans uh, for the uh, beginning of the year. I'm going to be updating even more and adding new features in to Rhapsody and. Uh, I'm going to uh, start selling my scripts starting the first of the year. So I'm going to charge a, a very small amount for for the scripts and everything. And uh, for, for Rhapsody and iTunes, um, for the scripts for those, they're going to be available for $5.99 each. And uh, for the uh, Spotify scripts, it's going to be available for $1.99. And also, we have in the works for uh, a program called Sound Taxi, which takes uh, downloaded content from uh, Rhapsody and converts it to MP3 so you can upload it to your iPod and iTouch and into iTunes as well. So um, we actually uh, had a chance to talk with the Sound Taxi team, and we're going to be improving their product so that it is uh, blind-friendly and uh, making making scripts available free for that one. So uh, a lot of, lot of good changes. Um, I'm also working on uh, QuickBooks as well, and that's uh, due to be released pretty soon. Um, still, it's still in progress, but it's, uh, it's a really good opportunity for people out of small businesses who want to be able to manage their own payroll and invoicing and things like that you know, for, for their own business. So it's really uh, a unique uh, script that's going to be out there. But uh, one of the most, most interesting things is that uh, Do It Blind, um, we've got a team of scripters uh, together, and what we're doing is we're going for a free-for-all to script a lot of applications, and we're taking requests from doitblind.com on whatever people want scripted. So uh, we're also working on a, uh, a web downloader so that uh, you can download um, all the content from a web particular website. Like say it has a whole bunch of MP3s on it or a specific uh, type of file that you wanna download from the website. It'll go and search out all the, uh, the files that you're looking for and it'll download them all for you into a neat little folder. So um, we're working on web apps as well. There's been many requests for a lot of applications and right now I'm just trying to get the biggest ones out of the way so that uh, blind people have access to the most popular and uh, widely used uh, programs in the world here. 
So, um, and I'll, I'll be doing a demonstration uh, of Spotify here a little bit later, but uh, we can we can kind of go through uh, with uh, Rhapsody and iTunes and talk about Spotify as well, um, and uh, what it means for Rhapsody users to be able to uh, download their music uh, through the subscription service and then use SoundTaxi to convert the music over. So that, that becomes a really helpful tool. And I'd say that uh, Rhapsody and SoundTaxi are quite a, quite a duo when it comes to music lovers and wanting to be able to transfer their music to a device that can talk to them. So it, uh, it just takes all that music, converts it over, and then it's compatible with your iPod and iTouch and iPhone. So um, a, lot of, a lot of good changes happening. That's very cool. That's certainly a lot to work on, but I think it's all going to turn out pretty cool. So one of your most popular scripts, and I have to say my favorite one, is your BlindTunes script for iTunes. And iTunes is already really accessible, but your scripts really make it a lot easier to use iTunes. So with all the changes that Apple does to iTunes pretty much yearly, what have you had to do to your scripts to kind of keep up with the changes in iTunes? Um, a lot of it really comes uh, comes into uh, focus with um, trying to make accessible areas. Um, and as you know, we got iTunes 11 coming out, and uh, they haven't released a beta for this yet. So I believe that they're just going to kind of release uh, iTunes 11 without, you know, very much forewarning. Um, they've been saying they've going to be releasing it for the past three months, and uh, it uh, hasn't quite come out yet. But as for the changes, um, there's there's a lot of things that happen within iTunes that you have to keep maintaining the scripts in order to keep up with all the releases that they put out. And uh uh, some of the difficult areas to get uh, control over was the uh, sources area. I guess part of accessibility, um, what they decided to do was uh, on every single item in the menu there, or the the uh, sources uh, sidebar there, they added the word playlist library to everything as you're scrolling up and down through it. And that, that got really annoying and I had to change that very quickly to uh, eliminate those words from being spoken, and but still speak the relevant information, you know, about podcasts and uh, how many apps you have and things of that nature. So it's it's been really it's been really difficult, but I do make heavy use of the uh, iTunes API, which is the background coding that iTunes uses and the helper scripts um, stay pretty stable, uh, independent of any changes that are actually made within iTunes. So I've developed heavily in those areas to where you could have a super playlist creator and the super playlist creator is um, a lot more intuitive than the smart playlist creator as it examines what you like and it knows what you don't like and what you skip through and, you know, what your favorites are, what the unplayed music is. And it puts in a neat little menu and you could add, you know, by artist or genre or album or individual tracks. You can preview tracks right within the Super Playlist Creator. Um, with the uh, podcast, it has things to manage your podcasts. 
for unlistened to or partially listened to or completely listened to uh, podcasts. And it also has um, handy shortcuts to rate all of your, your music. You can rate an entire artist or album or a particular genre. You can rate, um, you, you can actually uh, change the genres in your library. You can change the equalizer settings on the fly. Um, so a lot of the uh, helper scripts have come in handy and a lot of people really love them because it makes things so much easier and you can you can uncheck and check you know songs to manually manage your library and it makes it so much faster to find out exactly what's checked and what's not checked in your music library and uh it keeps things really simple and it keeps things pretty advanced it's it's been the most uh most fun thing to use the API to be able to do stuff, but with iTunes 11 coming out, there's going to be a lot of changes here that BlindTunes is going to have to compensate for. And so I'm going to have to go through and uh, figure out the uh, the column sorting as well. Uh, it's It's been a very difficult uh, feature right there to try and take control over uh, because um, iTunes, when it loads and you're switching in between playlists and your music library and the iTunes store, all of the uh, data underneath the JAWS cursor becomes garbled. And so you can't really figure out exactly where to click on the columns over time. And um, with iTunes 11 coming out, it's going to have some better support for that. And I understand the API is being updated as well. So I'll be able to take better control over column sorting and uh, customizing your music library even further. And uh, it's got some new uh, navigation that's going to happen as well. It's going to have a play queue, basically, where you can add music on the fly and not necessarily have the music just playing through the list. So those are going to be you know wonderful features to, to have as well. And uh, Tunes has uh, done a remarkable job with being able to fulfill uh, drag and drop uh, with uh, apps and rearranging your apps and also uh, dragging apps to certain locations, um, being able to drag your playlists into folders and drag your playlists into other playlists. So... Um, a lot of a lot of intensive drag and drop techniques. Um, I'm not sure just how much of the background code they're going to change, uh, so it's going to be kind of a surprise to me to see once I get under the hood to find out what exactly has changed. And uh, I I don't feel although a lot of the window classes will change, um, but simply because. Uh, when it comes to accessibility, they have to make sure that that stuff works. So generally speaking, I think iTunes 11 will be a great step up from what they've got going right now and will give you a lot more control over iTunes. And I'm sure the API is going to get even better with uh, further releases of BlindTunes as well. Apple has said that iTunes 11 is going to be a lot different from previous versions because they're trying to make it a bit more friendly to use. How long after iTunes 11 is released do you anticipate to have the BlindTunes scripts ready since it is so different? I'm going to say that it's probably going to take about two weeks to go ahead and make the changes and everything. And uh, 
with the uh, release of uh, the latest blind tunes for iTunes 11 support, um, it is going to cost uh, five ninety nine. And uh, when whenever people go to purchase the scripts and everything, um, it's just a one time cost, and it's attached to your Jaws serial number. So if you have multiple computers using the same Jaws serial number, you can you can go and it will tell you the the key once you've already bought it. It'll tell you the key for the other system as well. So there's it's really easy to track and it's really easy to register. And uh, we're we're going through the uh, the back office testing right now to make sure that everything's okay. You know to make this process as simple as possible. And all updates will be available free of charge, and it's a one-time cost, and it helps keep the, uh, the website going. It helps keep the maintenance of the script going, and it definitely really helps me out with my time that I, I spend on this because I spend a great deal of time trying to perfect, you know, these, these JAWS scripts here. And it's, uh, it's, an, it's an art form, and I've got it down to a science now. <laughs> You know, so it's um, it's very fun to do, and it's very rewarding because your your experience with music is so much better and less of a hassle. And I I really try and cater to every single request that is made about the scripts. Um, I have a, a, a Jaws user list um, that's on the website there for BlindTunes.net that uh, you can join up and you can make suggestions in there on what you'd like to see working better in the program or what you'd like to see as a new feature. And I'll do my best to add that feature in and make uh, make the other features uh, better accessible and more compatible with every system out there because I'm, I'm working with uh, JAWS 11 through 14 and also working with XP through Windows 7. And uh, we haven't had a Windows 8 test yet, but I'm pretty sure that it would work just fine, um, seeing as how it works works okay with JAWS 14 and Windows 7. So um, the changes have been really good, and iTunes 11 is going to be a magnificent upgrade to iTunes, and it's just going to make the scripts even even better. So I'm looking forward to it. One of your newest scripts is for the Spotify music service. So before we start talking about your script, can you kind of talk a little bit about what the Spotify service is for people that don't know much about it? Sure. Okay, Spotify is much like Rhapsody, except for you don't have to uh, pay for a subscription. Um, You can subscribe using your email address on the website there, and you can get a user login and everything and download the application. And you can go to spotify.com, S-P-O-T-I-F-Y.com to register and get a username and password. And for the, uh, the website, you can go to spotifyblind.com for the scripts. Now, uh, once you download the, uh, the uh, program and everything, uh, once you get into it, you're able to search through a number of artists and different tracks that you're trying to find, and it is it's very uh, it's very friendly. It's very simple to use interface. So when it comes to being able to uh, listen to music, you can cue music up and you can create playlists and you could keep all this music 
and play it for free, um, every few songs or so, it'll play a quick ad, but the music is free, which is the great appeal about this application here, is that you don't have to pay to hear this music, and you're able to search through a wide variety of music. I've I've stumped it a couple times on certain artists, but for the most part, it's got a lot of stuff in there, and it's it's got a lot of stuff that you can't find on Rhapsody. And one of the, the neat things it has is karaoke versions of songs as well. So I thought that was really interesting that uh, they had that. They have a really good taste of uh, classical music as well. They have the, the latest top-rated music as well, and we could go through and all demonstrate that and, and show you know exactly how you can get to these areas and uh, how you can perform searches and whatnot. What types of additional functionality do your scripts add to Spotify? Well, Spotify on its own um, is not accessible at all. Um, what the script does is it allows you to be able to use the search feature and search for music, and it'll tell you if your search didn't yield any results. And this is this is all script-driven here, and it will allow you to application click things and bring up context menus and add to different playlists. And it allows you to be able to navigate through the, uh, the sources area as well, which wasn't previously accessible. There was a, a JAWS script written long ago for Spotify that didn't work very well. It was, it was rather incomplete and a lot of features in it didn't work. Um, with Spotify, since Spotify is mainly a European-based uh, application, um, it does have uh, translations made for the different languages in uh, different countries, and uh, so far been translated as Swedish and French and Dutch, and uh, of course it's got English, um, but it uh, it allows you to be able to navigate, you know, the login screen, which wasn't previously uh, accessible, and be able to understand, you know, where you are in the program. And there's been a lot of work done on it to figure out exactly where you need to go in order to um, where you need to go in order to search for music. And the shortcuts that have been made available are really simple to use. So. Um, it really brings the uh, application to life and makes it very easy just to listen to music on demand. And that on demand uh, for free music, you know, is a very important thing, you know, for somebody that uh, doesn't want to have to subscribe to, say, Rhapsody for $10 a month. But this is a free service right here. And I wanted to give something free you know, free access to the uh, the music on there, and it's a it's a pretty good program. It's not as advanced as Rhapsody or iTunes, but uh, it's still a good program nonetheless. And you can listen to a lot of great music. Let me go ahead and demo it here. So let me get to the desktop here. Okay, I'm gonna hit enter on the Spotify application. Okay, so the first thing it says, you know, you can type insert G for guides and insert H for hotkeys, and the guides will teach you how to use the program. There's also a demo available on the site as well, a quick demo of how to navigate around, but I'm going to go ahead and enter in my username here. 
have the tab key. Okay, type in your password. And I'll hit the tab key. Okay, so it has a remember me checkbox and I hit tab again. Okay, and then I'll hit enter on login. Now we're in the Spotify application. Um, I'm going to go ahead and perform a quick search here by hitting Control Shift E. Okay. Okay. So it says type in text. So I'm going to do a quick search for Portis Head. And then hit enter. Okay. So it tells you when the search results are loaded as well. And that's something that. Uh, is is script based it it tells you if you didn't find anything or if the search results are loaded and then you could just down arrow through the music so all you do is just hit enter on the song and then it plays the song so uh, at this point we could just go ahead and pause this really quick Okay, now the other areas, um, whenever you uh, you want to go to the sources area, whenever you're on an actual uh, item in Spotify, you can add it to a playlist. So all you have to do is hit the application key. So you can hit play or cue, add to the cue, start radio, add to. You can add to a new playlist. And I have a playlist called Test. I could just go ahead and add it to that. Um, but once you... Okay. So once you add it to a playlist and everything, if you want to access your playlist, all you have to do is hit Control-Shift-S. So it brings you the sources view, what's new. Now, this area, I haven't been able to find a way to make accessible. Um, I don't believe it's an accessible area. I believe it's just a column header here. Um, and we have to confirm that, but there's going to be still more development for Spotify to make it even better accessible. Um, but let's go ahead and narrow down through the list here. People in inbox. Um, that's an area that's going to be developed. I don't believe that th these areas are easily accessible because it has a web interface. Um, on it that isn't an Internet Explorer type plugin. So it is somewhat of a visual item, but um, if you keep arrowing down, you have your play queue, and all you do is hit tab to get into the play queue, but we haven't added anything to it, so there's there's nothing in there to tab to. Um, so let's keep arrowing down. We have devices, app finder, which isn't not accessible. Top lists is for the, the top music that's out. And if you just want to go to the top list, you hit the tab key. So it brings you into the uh, top list and you can arrow through. Okay. So basically, it just allows you to go through and listen to the top tracks in that list. So I'm going to go ahead and go back to the sources here. And arrow back down. Okay, and it has the uh, test playlist here. 
it also incorporates if you subscribe to Spotify, you can actually add music to your iTunes playlists and play them from iTunes, um, which is a handy feature to have, but you have to subscribe in order to do this and be able to access your library that way as well. Um, the other thing uh, with uh, Spotify is you can subscribe, and uh, once you subscribe, you're able to download music. And like I said, with Rhapsody, in conjunction with Sound Taxi, um, Sound Taxi makes it um, makes it much easier to get you to get those files and transfer them to MP3 format and be able to upload them to your iPod and iTouch and iPhone devices. So. Um, this is another program that could be used in conjunction with Spotify. Um, so we can go ahead. We're on we're on the test playlist here. I can just hit the tab key. Okay. So I have a number of songs in the playlist here. Okay. So that's that's pretty much it right there for the accessibility of this. But um, being able to create playlists and a, use the play queue and access the top tracks and do searches for music, you can just immediately jump from any section you are in. If you want to search for an artist, you just hit Control-Shift-E. Okay, so it automatically clears the search field for you. So you can do a quick search for, say, Nirvana. So it's a really quick way to just grab the music that you want to hear right now. Um, whenever you're in the, uh, the search results, um, one thing that I've noticed is that once it plays a song, it doesn't keep going down the list. Um, you have to be either in a playlist or your play queue um, or the, uh, the top tracks in order for it to continue playing down the list. Just just because the search results are loaded, it just if you just want to play you know one song, that's that's what it plays. But it's it's meant to be a little bit more interactive to add to playlists, and the scripts really give you the ability to do that and keep your keep your music customized. And though it's though it's free, uh, free subscription and everything uh, through Spotify. Um, it's it's nice because every three to five songs you'll hear a short ad, but they'll keep playing music. So it's a really great way to get music for free and access them. Much like a person that uh, wanted to hear a song in YouTube could hear the music that way. This is a way to just get the audio and go through and hear anything that you want to hear. The Spotify scripts are available right now. Um, I'm going to be doing some work to them to make uh, make the program a bit more accessible and a bit more friendly. Um, once uh, I get those get those scripts updated, uh, it will go go live for $1.99 uh, for sale, and you'll be able to download the scripts and be able to get all the updates and whatnot. But right now, you'll be able to download the scripts for free. Um, and the scripts, all the scripts that I have are going to be available for free until the first of the year. So it's, it's a good chance to, you know, really get into the scripts and see just how much really goes into them and how much, how much work and effort, you know, it takes to, to do all this stuff. Um, 
but you know I've I have to maintain these websites and I have to maintain the scripts and it takes it takes time and money to do these things so I'm trying to provide um the scripts are a very, very low-cost solution. The Sound Taxi scripts are in work right now. Um, we are currently working with the developers on a program bug when JAWS is open it uh, and it's converting the files. It has a, a crash message, and uh, we're working with the developers to get that bug fixed and get the uh, scripts out there for free. Um, we're not going to charge for the uh, sound taxi scripts at all because um, what we're doing is we're partnering up with sound taxi and they're going to uh, they're going to get sales out of this uh, for people that really want to get access to all this all this music and be able to uh, convert it all to make it so you can listen to it on your iPod and iTouch and iPhone iDevices, you know. So um, that I expect to have out before the end of the year, and that's going to be a, a really amazing script to be able to uh, manage your music. And the great thing, the great thing about it is uh, from Sound Taxi, whenever you download music off of Spotify or Rhapsody, it's perfectly track tagged already so what sound taxi does when it converts it to mp3 it transfers over that track tag information for you so that there's there's no sorting that you have to do you don't have to rename anything you don't have to uh track tag anything and it's just ready to import into itunes so it's it's really helpful and i've been using it for a while even though it's not totally blind accessible but it will be before the end of the year. That's very cool. So I assume that the Sound Taxi, besides sending the files to the like iPhones and iPods that you've mentioned, it will also send to just normal MP3 players or one of the blindness players like the Bookport Plus or the Victor Reader Stream also. Is that correct? Yeah. It's the, you, you can transfer the MP3s to any device that you want. Um it, it transfers it into just an MP3 file that's unprotected, and you can transfer it to any device that you want. So it's uh, this is a European application that was put out there, and it's actually the best on the market right now. So he gets he gets a lot of uh, business from people that want to have this music and be able to put it on their devices. One of the things that's very unfortunate about Rhapsody and Spotify is that your devices, um, unless you get a subscription, um, and especially where Rhapsody is concerned, Rhapsody does not support directly through the application a an iPod or an iPhone or an iTouch. So the only option that you really have is to be able to convert this music over and then import it into iTunes and then transfer it to your device. But the great part about it is that you don't have to import it into iTunes. You can just take those MP3 files or put them on a Victor Reader stream and you could put them on any MP3 device that you want and it doesn't really limit you to what you're putting it on. And that's the beauty of it. You mentioned that you are at work on a number of other projects besides the ones we've talked about. Is there any of these that you are ready to talk about yet or not? There is the uh, the program. It's uh, it's called FlashGet. It's a uh, web downloader. 
for you to be able to search through a website for say you say you're a music enthusiast and you go to a website that has many mp3s but it takes a lot of time to sit there and navigate to each mp3 and download it and make sure it's downloaded and then close the window then move on to the next download you know it it's very time consuming so what i've what i've searched out was a program that you'd be able to go and just type in say star.mp3 and it will search out through the entire website all of the mp3 files that there that are there and you could sit there and pick and choose between the ones you want to download and the ones you don't want to download and so that's that's a really handy thing there for music enthusiasts or people that are just trying to download common files from a certain website. Um, it could do the same with PDFs. It could do the same with uh, WMA files as well. So any kind of file type that you really want, you can add to it, and this program will download it. And we're planning on making that accessible within the next two months here. Um, that's 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 one of the programs that's in the uh, the project bin right now, and we've had a lot of requests for. Um, the other program right now that is in currently in work is QuickBooks, and QuickBooks is an enormous application. It is the biggest application I have ever used, uh, just because there are so many facets to this program. And it's very powerful, and it's very good for small business to medium business solutions. And when blind people get a taste of it, they're going to see that uh, it's very easy to manage your own business and do your own payroll and do your own invoicing. And uh, by, by percentage, there are far more blind business owners than there are sightest, sighted business owners by percentage just because... Uh, blind people do a lot of work from home and they have their own home businesses. So I'm really excited to get that, get that application out there. And it's, uh, it's been a long haul. It's been in development for more than a year and that's, uh, that's looking really good. So um, there's more news to come on that, but right now we're, we're not ready to release. We're, we're still in development and still working with beta testing as well. Where can someone go to find out when the QuickBooks scripts are released or when you release any updates to your products? Okay. One of the nice things about the scripts is that uh, when you're running it, say you, uh, say you start the program and it gives you the splash message, what it does, it checks the website for an update as you're running the scripts. So if there's an update available, it takes you to the website for you to download the update. And this is built into all of the scripts that I put in there. So it makes updating very easy and you don't have to visit regularly with the website to know if there's an update or not. Um, You can also update from the menus as well. And the menus will have an update section as well if just in case you wanna check and see, you know, but every time you start the application, um, it will automatically tell you if there's an update or not. If somebody is looking for future scripts or new scripts that are coming out and everything, uh, you can go to doitblind.com and you can look through the current projects section and that will have a list of all the current projects that have been done and it will link directly to those websites for you so you'll be able to go ahead and download the scripts. When all of your scripts go to being 
paid products on the first of the year, is this charge just for people buying scripts for the first time, or does this apply for people to update to the newest version? This is just a one-time charge. It, uh, it allows you to get updates as much as you want. It's only a one-time charge, though. So. But existing um, users do have to pay that, correct? When they upgrade? Yes. Okay. Yes, they, they will have to pay the for for blind tunes will be five nine nine and same with Rhapsody, and Spotify will be one ninety nine for the web downloader that'll be one ninety nine for the QuickBooks uh, scripts we haven't decided on what we're going to do with those for the uh, for the scripts whenever you purchase that it ties it to your Jaws serial number. So as long as you keep the same Jaws serial number and keep upgrading your Jaws or you upgrade with uh, blind tunes or iTunes, um, you don't have to keep paying that fee. It's just a one-time fee to be able to maintain the scripts. So is there anything else that you would like to mention about any of your scripts before we start to kind of wrap this up? No, I think, I think I've pretty much covered everything right there. Um, if anybody's interested in a new script that they'd like to see developed for a particular application, uh, you can go to doitblind.com and fill out the contact form and make a request, and we'll do our best to try and make that script available for you. Very cool. Well, John, thank you for coming back to Main Menu today and telling us about all of these exciting new scripts that you're working on. We look forward to having you back here in the future. Excellent. Thank you very much for the opportunity. All right. Well, today we are going to take a bit more of a look at some of the new features in Windows 8 and decided today maybe one of the things that we would look at to give you an introduction to because it is a new feature in Windows 8 and makes some things more convenient for you in Windows 8 is called the charms and to get there we hold down the Windows key and hit the letter C window charms window focus on start button all right and just so you know the screen reader I am using for this presentation is Windows Narrator. So it is the built-in screen reader in Windows 8. Uh, the voice you are hearing is uh, David, one of the new Microsoft voices in Windows 8. And so we're going to look at charms and look at what all is in charms and get an idea why you might want to use charms and how accessible charms is with narrator of course it will also quite works quite well with jaws for windows and nvda and a number of other screen readers but today i decided that we would use narrator to start giving you some bit of an idea how narrator sounds and how well it works and then next time we will do a bit more of a actual review of narrator so today actually narrator is providing our speech output but we're not doing a whole lot of particularly special things with it we're just looking at how well it accesses some of the features in windows 8 and we are now in the main menu part of windows charms and you may have heard that we landed on the start button if I hit the spacebar on the start button, I will go to the start screen, 
which we have looked at before. And so we won't go there right now. I'm going to hit my down arrow. Devices button. And if I hit space Send bar this here, I can go in and look at my different devices and look at uh, what devices I have on my system. And I'm going to hit my down arrow again. Settings button. Settings button. And Adjust we're going to go look at the settings here in a little settings. bit. But let's go on down and see what else is on our charms menu before we go in there. And let's hit the down arrow again. Search button. There's my search button. If I hit space Searching bar here, I'll, I'll end up in that typical search window search box that you got when you hit the Windows key in Windows 7. And you get in Windows 8 when you're on the start screen and you start typing and you get the search window. And so here is another place where I can simply by hitting the space bar be in the search window and start typing whatever it is that I want to search for on my machine. Let's down arrow again. Share button. There's a share button and I can go share in Share this content with people and uh, decide what things I might want to share with other people from my machine here. Start button. Start your applications. Okay. And you notice that uh, as I move through these choices, and I've been kind of talking over them, so I'm going to just go move my arrow over these and let you hear uh, fully what narrator says. Devices button. Send this content to a device. Settings button. Adjust your application and frequently use system settings. Search button. Search in your applications. Share button. Share this content with people. Start button. Start your applications. Alright, so now you can see that actually Narrator even reads you the help and to tell you what each one of those buttons where it'll take you and the kinds of things you can do there. Alright, let's go down. Devices button. Settings button. To settings. Adjust your application and frequently use system settings. And I'm going to hit the space bar. Space. Settings window. Focus on control panel. Select it. One of four. And uh, now I get a settings menu. And the first choice on my list is control panel. And I'm going to down arrow. Personalization. Select it. Two of four. Personalization. PC info. Selected. Three of four. PC info. Help. Selected. Four of four. And help, which is four of four. Now, I want to go on down here because there are some other things that you can get to below this. But these are your main four choices. Help. PC info. PC selected, info. Personalization. Personalization. Selected, control panel. And control selected, panel. One of four. So those are your first per four. Help. Selected. Four of four. Now, I can go ahead and hit the down arrow. Networks, networks, Tanner wireless, networks, Tanner wireless, signal strength, 505, button. Okay, and now I uh, see networks, what my Tanner wireless, wireless network networks, is. Tanner wireless, signal strength, networks, Tanner wireless, networks, Tanner wireless, notifications, slider at on. And now if I go down, I go to notifications, and I can turn notifications on or off. Uh, and I can turn on or off whether I get a signal, some kind of a sound from the computer when I get a new notification. I can can uh, turn off notifications for a designated amount of time 
uh, or hide notifications for a designated amount of time. That's some of the things that you can do under notifications here, and I'm going to down arrow again. Change PC settings button. Change PC settings. Uh, I could go in there and change uh, everything from uh, the power settings to the settings of the display and all kinds of things under there. Some of the more common things that you might want to change settings on. And we're getting to all of this without ever having to go to the control panel where we usually go. We Yes, we can get to the control panel from here even. But if we don't want to go through all of the hassle going to the control panel and going through 50 or so things to find what we're looking for, we can go here and find probably what we're looking for a whole lot easier. And let's down arrow again. Down arrow. And that's the bottom of my list. Well, let's go back up here. Notification, networks, help, PC info, selected, three of four. And let's see, let's go to into PC info. I'm going to space bar here. Space, program manager, pane, focus on NVD, system window, focus on get more features with a new edition of Windows, link. All right, and so the first thing I come up to is get more features with another version of Windows. And I'm going to down arrow. View details in Windows activation link. And it says I can view details in Windows activation. And why it's telling me that is because on this particular system, I am still using Windows 8 Consumer Preview. It has all the updates, so it's doing everything that the released Windows 8 does, but it's only going to last me a couple of more months. So... Uh, I need to get busy here in the next few days and uh, upgrade to the actual released version of, well, licensed version of Windows 8. And I will probably have that done before we do our next review here. And so I'm going to hit down arrow and see what happens. Down arrow. Down System arrow. CPL main window. Window updated. All right. So let's just, let's just tab here. Desktop. Split button. End of line. Control panel home, device manager, link, remote settings, link, system protection, link, advanced system settings, link, action center, link, windows update, link, performance information and tools, link, help, link, get more features with a new edition of windows, link. And so there are all the things that I can reach from here, from PC info, uh, info about my PC, I can get to all these various settings. And let's tab through them again and see what we got here. Windows Experience Index. Change settings. Link. View details in Windows activation. Desktop. Split. End of line. Control panel home. Device manager. Link. There's device manager. Devi remote settings. Link. Remote settings. Remote and in remote settings. settings, we can go in and we can do things like say, yes, allow remote uh, remote access to my computer or no don't allow access to my computer from a remote computer system protection link system protection system protection that we can go in and change the level of protection on our hard drive and uh, any other uh, devices we may have hooked to the computer advanced system settings link. there are advanced advanced system, system settings, settings. Action Center, link. We can go to the Action Center. Actions, Windows Update, link. We can go to Windows Update. Performance Information and Tools, We can check link. Performance Information, performance and, information tools. and Tools. We can see how well our machine is performing from here. Help, link. 
and there's my help link. Get more features with a new edition of Windows. And link. now I'm back here. All right. So there is my PC information info. Escape. View details in Windows activation link. And now if I'm through there, I can exit out of there and go back to the desktop if I want. I'm going to just do an Alt F4 out of there. Alt F4. And let's do a Windows C and go back into Charms. Charms window. Focus on Start button. And let's go back to Settings. Share button. Search button. Settings button. And Spacebar. Space. Settings window. Focus on Control Panel. Select Personalization. Select it. There's Personalization. Let's see what happens if I go into Personalization. And again, we're getting to all of this just by doing Windows C to go to Charms and then choosing settings and uh going in here and now we're in we're going to go to personalization program manager pane focus on nvda F personalization window focus on sync theme one of eight all right and we're let's see what we have in our menu here windows two of eight windows basic four of eight high contrast black down arrow all right so here i'm looking windows at... basic windows two of sync theme one of eight Okay, so I'm Sync looking theme. at, right now I'm looking at some different uh, Windows themes that I could use uh, if I wanted to on my monitor. Desktop background, link. And I tabbed, and there's, and now we have a whole group of Windows ba uh, backgrounds that we could use on our monitor. Window color, link. I can choose window color. Sounds, link. I can choose different sounds. Screensaver, link. I can choose what my screensaver will be. Desktop, split button, end of line. Control panel home, link. Change desktop icons, link. Change mouse pointers, link. Display, link. Taskbar, link. Ease of access center, link. Get help, link. Sync theme, one of eight. Okay, so there's theme. all the things that I can do under personalization in the charms area and again as you can see those are a lot of the different things that you might want to be able to do uh, or be able to change uh, pretty easily without having to dig deeply into the control panel maybe you want to just change one setting and so you can very quickly get over there make a change and go back to where you left off all right and let's do an alt f4 out of there alt f4 and let's go back to our charms menu again. Alt C. With charms window. Focus on start button, share button, search button, settings button. And my settings again. Space. Settings window. Focus on control panel. Selected one of four. And as you see, of course, and we've seen every time we come in, when we come into settings, the first thing we end on is the choice for control panel. So if we really want to go to control panel, even getting to the control panel has become much simpler uh, than it has been in the past. Now all I have to do is from basically anywhere, Windows C, I go to settings and hit the space bar, and the first thing I'm going to see is the link to get me into the control panel. So the lot quicker, lot easier to get there than it has been in the past. And again, then we have control panel, personalization, personalization, selected. which Two of we four. looked at, PC info, selected, PC info, Three which four. we looked at, help, selected, and four help. of four. All right, and those are our main four things under the 
uh, under the settings menu, and then we go down. Networks, tenor wireless, signal networks, strength, five can, of five. Wireless networks, Button. and we could go in and change that if we needed to or wanted Network, to. Network, notifications, slider at all. Change settings and notifications. Change PC settings button. Change PC settings. Down arrow. And so those are all the thing, the different kinds of settings that I can do from the charms menu, from, uh, settings menu in charms. And we're going to Alt F4 Alt out of that. F4. And now we are down arrow, running programs, desktop to running and programs, Alt -tab. current application zero of zero, non-selected, and narrator settings one of two. There's narrator settings with an Alt Tab. Desktop two of two, running programs. Super on Beware Free Edition. And Selected. I'm back on the six desktop now. Actual Tool desktop tip. now. Location. Down arrow. NVDA. JAWS 14.0. FS Reader 2.0. Adobe Reader 11. Select. Recycle bin. Selected. And now I'm One just of back six. on the regular Tool desktop. Tip. Contains the files and folders that you have deleted. And just to give you again a bit of an idea of how well Narrator does at reading that start screen, let's go there and just show you. I'm going to hit the win the start key, the Windows key. Wind start menu pane. Focus on mail nine nine. Cheryl Homiak, Christine Grassman, re finding MP3 imports in iTunes. Michael G. McKay, iBooks after iPhone five. Hi there, folks. Just Christian calendar. Internet Explorer and right airway store news. The next Sandy. What New York can learn from other cities? Sports, travel, finance. Down arrow camera. Left arrow. Xbox Live Games. Weather, 18 degrees. Burnsville, clear, 18 degrees slash 14 degree. 31B image. Launch weather, non-select desktop. Horizontal, scroll bar updated. And so as you can see, uh, the narrator is doing quite well at reading things uh, on our start screen. And it's done quite well in all the menus and settings that we've went into. And as again, again, I will say next time we will take a more of a look at Narrator. We'll use it to um, maybe uh, look at uh, some uh, email and check out some of the applications here on the start menu and maybe take a little bit of a look at, at some other things. But that's our review for today, uh, looking at the Windows Charms in Windows 8. Thanks for listening and... We'll see you again next time. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.